And we are back. Episode 21 of the Morning Tilt. 21. Blackjack. BJ. 21 of the Morning Tilt. Um, you know, usually we have a lot of prep going on. We have Google Docs, like up the ass, like a lot of segments to talk about, a lot of sports to talk about. <laughs> We're just going to talk about how bad the Toronto Maple Leafs are today. Is that okay with you guys? Welcome. Welcome to a one-hour shit show of TML, Toronto Maple Leafs. Je m'appelle Goli. Grisab. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <Asalabu. laughs> oh man did you guys watch game seven did you guys watch game seven i watched game seven well yeah i told the whole world to take montreal plus 180 if they wanted free money but no one listened where do we start i don't even know. like we, this is the most unprepared we've ever been for an episode it's amazing but it's i know how much content is is available so we're gonna get there but where do we start do we start with game one? Do we start with the beginning of the season, the expectation going in? Because I could, I could start there. We can start there. We can talk like let's talk expectations. Let's talk like the delusional Leaf fans and what they thought sure. this team would be in comparison to other teams. Okay. When in reality, we just know what they really are. So, Rafa, what do you? What I've did, been yeah yeah go yeah, ahead. Go I've ahead. been saying this for years, and it's almost. Can I pause you for a sec? I, I have to do it. I just love that there is no delay. Like, people are getting on this episode, and they have no expectation other than the fact that we are going to torch the Toronto Maple Leafs. And they're 100% Die right. Diehard Leaf fans, Habs fans, normal... No, It doesn't matter who is coming on this podcast. You're in for an utter massacre. And you said it, you said it before we dis- recorded. It's easier for us because none of us are actual diehard Leaf we fans. We don't have no. like I just couldn't care I'm, less. It's unbiased. It's unbiased. Exactly. It's unbiased. It's not like you have the biggest Leaf fan sitting here on the podcast saying no. that they were did an amazing. I'm not job. offended. I, I just think they stink. I'm not offended. Yeah, Rafa, let's go back to you. Sorry, I have had so many takes since the podcast started, and years before that, obviously, hot takes, cold takes, good takes, bad takes, takes that were spot on, and takes that were just horrendous. And I think of all my takes. Ever, I have never been sp- more spot on with a take than the Toronto Maple Leafs it's the last true. few years. It's true. Anybody who could watch this team play without bias, that means you weren't born in Toronto, you have no connection to this team at all. Didn't have them on a ticket. Knows that this team is not good. Period. Now, there are some, we're going to start from the beginning. From the beginning. Let's take it back a few years. Austin Matthews is in town. Marner's in town. Things are, things are looking really good for Toronto after a lot of hardship. Mm-hmm. A lot of hardship. Now, this is my issue here. They signed Tavares. Potentially, what is it? The biggest free agency signing in the, in the franchise history. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. nobody's, there's nobody on earth that could say that was a bad decision. Obviously, you signed Tavares. One of, the, one of the best days in like... Here's my issue. You sign... A top, what was he at the time? Or what is he now? A top 10 player? Top five is that center. fair? Top five center. Top five center. Just because you signed a top it's five it's center. It's a reach, but yeah. The world, and, and when I say the world, I mean Vegas. So odds makers. Fans, which is a disaster. Hockey media. So every time you turn on your TV, 
Everybody now has the Toronto Maple Leafs as a top three favorite to win the cup indefinitely. The last three, four years, they have been a top three favorite in Vegas, on TV. When you listen to all these idiots, I don't know any of their names, Drager and, and, and <laughs> McKenzie, they, everybody has Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. They're amazing. Oh, they added Simmons. Oh, they added this. They're a favorite every year. They have not won a playoff series, period. How could a team that consistently makes the playoffs and loses be the favorite the next season? Preach. Like I'm telling you guys right now, next season they are going to be a top five favorite to win the one, cup. One million percent. They are going to be a top five favorite to win the cup. Just preach. One preach. million percent. Everybody looks at the talent. Preach, Poppy. Preach. One more Teams? thing while you're like Please. thinking yeah. about let what I wanted to let say. Let him go. Just let him go. Just going off the top. He's red. The topic. He's beat red. I hope everyone knows at home. <laughs> he is beat red. Sweating from the forehead. Just purple. Talking <laughs> about the Canadian sports media, I saw a clip on Twitter, I think on VEASAN this, uh, yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Every single person at Sportsnet had Leafs and none of them had them in seven. Leafs mm-hmm. in four. Mm-hmm. Leafs in five. Leafs in six. Which is just insanely like... Crazy to see. Like, uh, yeah, I thought the Leafs would win the series, but like, yeah. I, like, I, I'm not. Like, there's no way this team has the capability or the experience to sweep or, or beat a team in five games. So let's let's yeah. keep let's keep on track here. So so, so, so now so the Leafs signed John Tavares. Yeah, John Tavares. Yeah, let's comes get some like town. let's get some plot here. Yeah. So 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 John Tavares comes into town, and I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I, most players that come into Toronto from external markets, they struggle. They struggle. He didn't. He scored 48 goals. He, he played well during the season. He came in, and he did his job, okay? Then you show up to the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Invisible. You get embarrassed. Embarrassed. Embarrassed nowhere to by be Columbus. Found. Nowhere to be found. JT, nowhere to be found. Sure, yeah, he won battles on the defensive end. Wasn't, wasn't the guy you signed for 11 years, 77 million. It wasn't that guy. I want to I finish, like, the, the uh, there's a point I'm trying to get to here of the perception of this team, regardless of their actual play, just how they're perceived. Okay. So now we have the media, who's all over Toronto every year, favorites to win the cup. Then you have Vegas, who justifies these media people by putting the odds out where Toronto is a favorite. Now, I'm telling you, as an unbiased, clear-eyed fan, this team is not a favorite. They are a 10 to 16 spot in the league in terms of best teams in the league. In my Not, sorry, not best teams in the league, Favorites to win the cup. Mm-hmm. Regular season, this is a top five team. There's nothing to talk about. But it gets to a point where Russell Westbrook could average a triple-double all he wants in the regular season. If you can't win a playoff game, what are you worth? You're not worth $11 million, $12 million. You can win as many MVPs as you want. What's the goal-scoring thing? The Rocket Richard, is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. fucking Good name job, ever. Dang, I'm, I'm learning. I'm, lear- I'm watching a lot That's of hockey these crazy. days. Holy shit. You can win as many Rocket Richards as you want. You can win as not that they've won a uh, most wins in the president's trophy. Here we go. Okay. I'm oh on my, a, I'm on fire. They don't. I don't think they've won from? one of those. But win as many of those as you want. You cannot win a playoff series. Period. So there's. So now the problem is the fans. They go on bet three six five. They see their teams favored every single night in the regular season. They watch TV. Everyone's pumping the Leafs. Best team in the league. They're gonna win. Preach, Obviously, a fan is going to think this team is good. The problem is, is between the bias, the media, and Vegas, everybody is brainwashed. Like, I feel like I'm, like, preaching, like, a 9-11 conspiracy right now. Preach, Like, I'm the only one that could see it. Everybody listening to this podcast is brainwashed. They're all going to come on Instagram next season. It's going to be game one of the season, and I'm going to see a picture of Marner hugging Matthews with, like, a hashtag, because the cup. (laughs) Like, the road starts here. 
Hashtag like Those are so this is it. Hashtag leaves forever. You guys are all like, are you guys like? Do you have short term memory loss? It's like ten second Tom from from fifty first day. Like, did you not remember yeah. the last five years? You did the same thing and they stunk every year. I'm driving to the cottage the other weekend with a bunch of guys, and one of them goes, "Oh, like we got to figure out how to take work off for the parade." Like what parade? The playoffs haven't started yet. <laughs> yeah, you just beat Carolina ten one in the regular season. Mazel tov. It means nothing. I'm, we haven't even talked about the Montreal series yet, and I'm just fired up. I don't want to. Yeah, because there's so I don't much start build. There. I don't want to so stop much you. Build. There's so much that's built into this specific team that is just so like, it's like a disease. It's like a disease-written team. Like they have like, there's something wrong with this team, and it starts with Vegas, the media, and now, sadly, the fans. And I'm not even blaming you guys as the fans because everything is pointing you in the direction that this should be a favorite. Which is just insane to me. I don't know how it happened. Is it because Toronto... Like, jump in here. Like, is well, it because Toronto is di- such a big market? This year's different, I think, because of the North Division. You just saw them dominate the North Division. But yeah. I think years prior, they didn't dominate the... What division are they in? The Atlantic, Corey? Or the Metropolitan? They're not in the Metro. They're with Boston and Tampa. I think that's that Atlantic. Like, they're not a top... They're not a top two team in that division any year. They're, they're always behind Boston and Tampa. So how are they... So I don't understand I, where the delusional like stuff comes from. Where they're just like, oh, there's walking to the cup. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because they're not so, even a favorite to begin with when you talk about those teams. Yeah. So I have a rant of my own. Help that was, us. That was, yeah, a, that was amazing. Um, I, I want to give more of a hockey analysis, not like an emotional analysis because I... It's I, good to see both sides. Though. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I'm going to give you more of a hockey analysis. Um, I we, we look at this Leafs teams over the past year. What they had was high-flying mm-hmm. offense, right? High-power offense, averaging, you know, top 10 in, in goals four per game. Um, what were they missing? They were missing uh, a, a defen- defensive depth. Remember so how good their power play was? Power play was amazing. Yeah. W- what were they missing? Defensive depth. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You go out and you sign a guy like TJ Brody. You go and pick up a guy and, and, and work on and promote a guy like Justin Hall. You work on Riley's defensive game. You improve there. You go through the season. You lose again last year or whatever. What happens? I don't know. What, it, what happens? You, you're missing physicality, right? You're missing that piece. What do you do? You go out and you sign Simmons, like one of the top five pests in the NHL. You go out and you sign Felino at the deadline, a guy who's proven to do it before. That's checked off. Let's date back a couple more years. What did you miss? Goaltending. Freddie, very shaky. He's been on and off. He's always let in a stinker. What do you do? You go to Campbell. He went 17-3-3 in his last, you know, in the end of the yeah. Solves that. And he was amazing. Let me say that. If anybody tells me that Campbell, too. if any... Look, there was a week one in game seven, five yeah, hole. For sure. He was not the problem. What I'm getting to is on paper, they solved all the tangible things that you needed to. And I look back and I say, did, did Dubas do? Like, they actually ticked off those boxes. Something is wrong here in Toronto. I don't think it's a tangible thing that they, they missed. They signed the physicality. They signed this. And, and look, a lot of Leaf fans are going... Thornton, Spezza, Felino, Simmons, they stink. They do. And they did. But nobody would have said that when they got signed. So are you backing Dubas? I'm saying... I think there's two sides to Dubas. I'm saying that this year, on paper, there, there was no excuses. They, they did the right thing from a, from a roster perspective. Personnel-wise, yes. Matthews run the rocket. Marner finished top five in points. They had a guy who was top top ten in goals against average. They had the defensive depth in terms of a shutdown pair. Like they were solving those things. There's still a lot of gaps in the team. Don't get me wrong, but 
other years I felt that you could have been like, oh, this team's missing physicality. Yeah. So they, they went out and signed Felino and Simmons. Those are the two guys who bring that. Those are playoff veterans who bring that. Thornton, Spets are bigger guys. Bigger guys who have historically won battles. That's my problem right now. It's like they did what they need to do, and there's something cursed. They're just not winners. Now, I hate now. the cur- cursed. It, that the, the cursed thing drives me Maybe absolutely not cursed, insane. But like, it, there's something. There's something I in think, the locker room that's problematic. And I just thought of it now. I sort of related to the NBA where the players have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. I think they gave way too much power to the top line. And I think they pushed Mike Babcock out. I think we talked about it in the car. Mm-hmm. I think they pushed Mike Babcock out because I think they need a coach like that, like a headed coach where they can actually push the players and the players respect him rather than... Mm-hmm. I look at it from a... F- not as a fan, but as a viewer, as someone watching the game, there is no way that Keith just drills Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner when they make mistakes. No. There's no way. I, I, I can't see Keith being that type of coach. I, I, obviously, I'm not experiencing it, but I can't see him being one that pushes them to the brink, whereas, like, a, I hate to say Tortorella, but, like, he's a coach like that or, like, a Babcock that's been around for 30 years where they can actually... You know, take the players by the balls type of thing and be like, listen, this, like, you're not performing. Like, we'll do this, this, and this. I didn't see one line change in the, well, we'll get to the series later. But again, line change with uh, Nylander's performing, like put him on the top line, do anything. I think I agree with you in terms of personnel, Corey. I think they did a great job. I think the Brody signing was great. I think that the Simmons signing was whatever. Felino just last year dominated the Leafs in Columbus. They beat the Leafs in a series. I think that was a good signing or, or rental, whatever it may be. Now it's, this- sorry, go ahead. And and you're right, like, but that but then there's two sides of the coin, and, and now I'm thinking like, Felino on paper was a good signing, yes, a good trade. Yeah. That being said, you gave up a first. There you go. Uh, that's where I was going. And he did nothing, whereas Taylor Hall went for a second. That's where and I'm he's going. Dominance, like, something is wrong here. Like, that's I, where I'm, I'm going. convinced that if Taylor Hall came to Toronto, he was doing nothing. I think everyone's blinded by what's on paper, and we talked about it in the car, Max. I hate to take someone else's content, but I was reading Twitter, and all Dubas has done is provide such a good team on paper for, like, like a, not like an eye, like, what's that, like, uh, like eye candy, like presenting like eye candy, like, oh, look how good we are on paper type of thing, where behind the scenes, where are the draft picks? Where's the cap room with Marner getting twelve million and Matthews getting twelve million and and Nylander getting six seven million? You trade, you get Tavares. <laughs> what <are> we <laughs> we're just watching the the jets habs pregame and it's just a nightmare um you get Tavares, the best player on the islanders <laughs> you get the best player on the islanders and the islanders have been a better team than the leafs for the past three years that's a crazy it's crazy so when i saw that on twitter i'm like holy shit like yeah dubas has brought in all the good stuff all the good pieces but it's a win now situation and you haven't provided anything for the future whereas the win now pieces just aren't getting it done so you're sort of trapped you're trapped because you have no picks to, you know, trade off the contracts. No one wants to take the contracts on, especially with their playoff experience. No one's saying you're going to trade Matthews, but Marner, you know, is up in the air. And we'll get into that later, too, which is uh, that, crazy. I'm waiting on that. Um, I'm holding that for them. Oh, but I, like, I just think they're in a trap position financially and with whatever assets they have. So I think he's done a good job, again, on paper, but just no planning ahead. What I Sometimes I think this is a life lesson in general is sometimes you could do everything right and still fail just because you did everything like you were supposed to you check the boxes you fill the needs doesn't mean you're going to succeed it's like i was a horrible student but there were times where i would study like really study for weeks and actually try walk into an exam and have no clue what's going on (laughs) and like just because you try this isn't a movie 
Like just because you try really hard doesn't mean it's going to work. And I think that's just what's happening here. You're right. They checked every box, every need they checked it and they still just, it doesn't work. Now, what do I, th my interpretation of the issue is almost like building a house. Like you put the nicest windows, you put the nicest bathrooms, all the guys you're signing at the deadline. Like you're filling all these little things, new countertops. If the foundation of the house is shaky, like what are you, you're, 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 you're putting money into not into garbage. And when I say foundation, I'm talking about indiv now look individually, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, William Nylander are excellent NFL NHL players. Matthews is a top five player. Tavares, a, I don't know. You said top five center. Sure. Marner is an extremely talented player. And Nylander is an extremely talented goal scorer. That doesn't mean putting them all together means it's going to work. And I can show you 30 other sports and examples of it. Kawhi and Paul George. It's not really working like people thought. Paul George and Russell Westbrook didn't work. I mean, I, I, I can go on for like years about this. I think that's where one thing Leafs management doesn't have is we're admitting where you're wrong. Exactly. Like sometimes you're wrong. I think the Oklahoma City Thunder, are they even called Oklahoma City anymore? Yeah, they're called yeah, Oklahoma yeah. City. I just had yeah. a brain fart. No, they, well, they, um, they do talk about moving them to Seattle. And, and like team, and or Houston or with Chris Paul and, and like Harden. And yeah, like you, realize, yeah. you realize that like, okay, you know, this isn't working. And I think even we saw it at the press conference today, Dubas had a press conference with the media and again, reassuring that we believe in this core. We believe in this. We believe in these players. We believe in this coaching staff. So like, I'm just trying to think, like, I say Montreal plus 180 because I'm just trying to think, what have you seen from the Leafs? Yeah. Not only this year, the past two, three years with the same core. Matthews was drafted in, what, 2017? Mm -hmm. The same core. Like, what have you seen to continue, it, like, to continue, like, building on it? And it's you know not even, I mean? it, it's, it's getting worse. It's not even, it, it's getting actually worse <laughs> because I believe in recent memory, and I, again, I don't watch tons of hockey like everybody else, but I do happen to watch when the Leafs are in the playoffs, I watch. They had a series against Washington. I believe it went like overtime almost every I think game. Six, seven games. I think it yeah. went since seven games. And after that season, I think that was the first one where they really broke yeah, through. I think 2018, Everybody was yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah. This yeah, yeah, yeah. team is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. Then I believe the next year was Boston. And then the year after nightmare. Was Boston. Three straight. And then Boston again. Yeah. Nightmare. And then Boston again. Boston again. Nightmare. Yeah. Now you've had three absolutely you had one really impressive series against Washington, a mm -hmm. more veteran team. That was a good series. You've now been absolutely dominated mm -hmm. three years in a row. Mm -hmm. Which... And you add John Tavares. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing again. But what if you... Like, did nobody think that maybe we're adding Tavares to a team that just... We don't have... This isn't it. Why, why does it have to be... Why does this core... Why is it the end-all be-all, which is how they treat it? They treat Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews as if, if they didn't have one of them... Like they'd have to fold as a franchise, right? Like, like the whole future of Canada yeah. is dependent on Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner being good. Yeah, I just don't get it. It could do with some egos too, because like you deal with like these high-level executives that put like their blood, sweat, and tears, so to speak, in building this team, and like admitting that you're wrong is such a so fire them, like, fire you know them. I, you know what I mean? Though, like admitting that you're wrong is pretty much like okay, I just didn't do my job. I'm gonna 100%. get fired. Whereas they want to protect their own ass and keep the same core and try again is the safer bet rather than admitting something is up and changing it. I think you made a really interesting point around evolution, right? Sure. After that Washington series, it was all positive. 100%. I would have put a lot of money at that moment. The Leafs are winning in the next five years. All positive, 100%. I have a bit of a different outlook in terms of the trajectory. I think the three straight Boston losses are obviously sour, but to me, not surprising. Because in all three of those series... 
they were not the better team from get, get the get go. But you had a Bergeron, you had a Pasternak, you had a Marchand. Stay with me for a second. The gap. It's the gap. Yeah. Stay with me for a second. Okay. Okay. Am I saying it's 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 acceptable to to lose three straight? No. It's definitely problematic, and you need to make changes. Is it understandable to me? Yes. Then you get to Columbus. You are by far the better team. Corpusalo's in net. Elvis Merzlikens. Elvis Mer- he gets hurt. Merzlikens comes in. Eight period shutout. Wor- Seven period shutout. Wierenski was banged up. <laughs> and you, you put up a stinker. You know what? Terrible. Fine. Make changes. And then you lose to the Montreal Canadiens. I read a stat today that said if this was an 82-game season, the Leafs were on pace to out uh, outbeat or have 26 more points in the Habs. Outbeat. That's Outperform. Drunk. Outperform. 26 more points in the Habs if this was an 82-game season. This matchup on paper was not close. It was not close. The only advantage was goaltending. And, and now, so so where does this kind of lead me as an unbiased, again, an unbiased sports fan? There's three possible solutions to fixing the problem. I think, obviously, you can go with all three, two of the three, one of the three. And if you want to be ignorant and continue on as is, I mean, I, I have no say in the matter. Option one is obviously Dubis, the GM who put this team together. I'm just going to lay out the options. Then we can kind of talk about what we, we, maybe we can each say what we would do. Dubis, like Montreal just scored. Beautiful. That, eh? Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. This okay. team's just warriors. Is this team a wagon? Like, this team is just a wagon. Those ugly cotton yummy. I love cotton yummy. I love him because everyone here just hates him. One point I have to make. That's why I like him. He's just the ugliest guy I, in the this is another way. This is another reason why I just can't stand this Leafs team right now. Yeah. Game one, no cotton yummy, no Caulfield. You're thinking, what okay, the two goal. young prolific scorers that they have are out. Opportunity, Leafs are going to come and dominate. They lose. <laughs> they lose. Three changes that, in my opinion, at least one of the three need to be made. My prediction is none get made, which is pretty crazy. Option A, Kyle Dubas gets fired. <laughs> he put this team together. I'm not saying what I. I'm not going to say what I think should happen. But option A, fire fire Dubas. Option B. Fire Sheldon Keefe, who just stinks. Like, just stinks. A, a, a motionless, emotionless, like, soulless corpse on the bench. And then option <laughs> C, option C is move one of your five main players, one or more of your five main players, those being Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Nylander, Riley. And I think if, if Riley is the one you move, you ha- that doesn't count. So you're moving another one. So let's go four. You're moving one of the big four. Those are the only three solutions I see to this, potential, to this problem. Do I think they address any of these three, like go any of these three routes? Honestly, probably not. I think they're going to run it back, which, which is to me just unbelievable. I think they're going to sign some other guys, some middle of the pack, maybe some big names again, like a Spezza Thornton. Everybody's going to get excited. I think they're going to be right back here exactly one year from now, personally. What would I do if I were the Leafs? If I had the say, I think Dubis has done an excellent job in terms of what more can you ask of somebody who is literally checking every box. Right. So I would, on a shorter leash, I would keep Dubis. I would have Sheldon Keefe on the next flight out of Canada. (laughs) 
the next flight out of Canada. He was an inter. I, I despise when teams keep their interim coach because, like, what's what's available? See, let's see what's available out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's available out there. What I would do to address the problem, I would sign the Hurricanes coach. I would drop my pants. I'd give. I'd put a, a blank check on the table. I'd say, write down whatever amount of money you want and tell me exactly what you want to do with the team. That's what I would do. Rod Brendamore. Yeah, Brent Brendamore. Good choice. Absolute legend on the bench. What do you like about him? I love his just his 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 aura, his fire, his his emotion. He he's, he's like yeah. alive on You're the. Telling bench. me Marner's not going to play Keith, for fucking Brendamore. Yeah. Keith's dead on yeah. the bench. Yeah, like Keith is just like a spineless scum. <laughs> Like there's like a horrible penalty called. You just see him roll his eyes and like, ugh. And like fix his mask. Like why don't you like why don't you get excited? Yeah, or like show the show the players you care. Yeah, like, get, get get like take a penalty, take an unsportsman. Yeah, take an unsportsman. Yeah. Like. Get, get tossed. Get tossed. Get tossed. Show a little emotion. Like oh, bad offside call. Foot, foot over the bench. Like, like Mike like, Keenan. Like rip the mascot off their fucking glasses. When I was playing, like, GTHL give me a Joe Gibbons. Like just just yeah. chew at the ref. I had a coach in GTHL hockey who got booted from at least fifty percent of the games. <laughs> 18 out of 36 games, he was gone. Offside call, we're up 5-1 in the third against the last <laughs> place team. He is hammering this 18-year-old ref of emotion. We were bought in. Yeah. And then he skated us every single night. Anyways, but I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. And option three, and then I'm going to let you guys talk about whatever you would do. Option three, like I said, is move one or more of the top five players, in my opinion, on the Leafs. What would I do in the situation? Obviously, you're not trading Austin Matthews. He's just too naturally gifted as a scorer yeah you cannot trade him william nylander i believe his contract is actually probably the most team friendly of the bunch because he he looked he actually looked very very good in the playoffs and i think at the money he's making i don't know what else you're getting at that dollar value where you're getting better than nylander so i would keep nylander as well Tavares, again an established guy he's oh not God. montreal scored again this montreal team's a wagon Corey. stall montreal from Perry. Stall. Now, from Perry. Yeah, like imagine Spencer from Thornton. Too. Like you would never see it. Now, Tavares, I don't love him, but I understand that he's amazing. I would keep Tavares again. Now we're down to Riley and Marner. My problem is obviously Marner. I've talked about it countless times on the podcast the last few weeks. Mitch Marner, to me, has MVP or whatever the fuck the award's called in hockey. Heart. The heart. He has that level of talent potential. I really believe that. Mm. He's not a shooter, but he does somehow score tons of goals, and he's an excellent facilitator in the regular season. He's fast. He's crafty. Like, the guy knows how to play hockey, obviously. The problem for me is that when you have guys like Matthews, who's not really an aggressive, in quotes, guy, and you have a Tavares who is, like, the quietest player in the NHL, that third guy, you want, like, you want more spine. It all comes back to spine. Marner is so soft, and I just think the bright lights are just too bright for him. Like, I, he, he genuinely looks different in the playoffs as if he's nervous. And I get it. Like, he's a young guy. He probably is nervous. But it gets to a point where, like, wouldn't you rather an established, a little bit more of a seniority role for that amount of money? Like, look at how much money you're putting into a guy who cannot perform in the playoffs. And neither could Matthews, which is a whole other story. There's I would a, move Marner. I would move Marner, and I would probably move Riley as well because I just think it's a little stale. And what Riley's you, a little bit stale. What are you looking for from Marner? See, that's the problem. In an ideal perfect world, I think you're gonna, everybody would agree, if you can get Eichel for Marner, even if you have to give up more at this point because this is a bad playoffs. There's no, have, it's not happening. If you have to give up Marner and picks for Eichel, I think that's like 
That's a dream scenario, obviously. I I don't think Buffalo's doing that. But I'm I, not saying, and I know that. But what am I looking for for Marner? Realistically, you're looking for a top twenty to twenty-five player, and then probably one or two solid second or third line players. So you're looking for a first line, a second line, a third line player. That's really what you're looking for. I don't even. I'm gonna jump in, and I don't I'm, know if I'm, you can even get that. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and talk about Mitch Marner quick. Okay. Um, the problem with Mitch Marner, we, we get. I know he's soft. As a defenseman in the NHL, Mitch Marner, it's like having a tell in poker. You know, when like a guy sitting at the table, every time he hits a hand, he like twitches or like yep. sweats or whatever, and you just know what's good. As a defenseman in the NHL, they now know playoff hockey. If we rough this guy up a little bit, if we get on his skin, if we start playing the body on him, he will shut down. You can't. It's very hard to 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 shake that. You've seen a guy like Johnny Gaudreau. That great comparable. Yeah. He's awesome during the year. Three straight playoff series. He's been invisible because the second you get physical, he's not. And it's not size. Let me make that clear. It's not size. Have you seen Yanni Gord play this playoffs? Yep. He's a. He's a. He's a. Have you seen Marshawn? Like these guys who are just as big and strong, hypothetically, as Marner and Gaudreau, for example, they show up with a playoff mentality, a playoff attitude. I don't see that fire from Mitch. And the thing is, they come out, doesn't have it. They come out every day, and they, they the news pro, the press conference again today said, no one wants to win more than us. No one shows like the will to win more than us. We all care. We all want to win a Stanley Cup. Like from the plain eye, the naked eye watching, you just don't. You you like I'm convinced you don't want to win, because they're the way, lying. They're lying. I think they're lying. That you just do not want to win. And then going back to your your point about trading Marner, Matthews was asked that today, and he starts laughing. <laughs> I, I, like what's so funny, like oh, because you're close friends, they're not going to trade you. Like I don't understand. Like you're not the general manager, Matthews. You, you can't post a social Instagram post or an Instagram post like being the general manager with Shanahan. Like they must trade Mitchell Marner. They must because, like you mentioned before, with the foundation, the foundation's cracking. The foundation was set in stone with like the hardest concrete in the world three four years ago. Yep. With that Washington series, everyone was high on the Leafs, every, and rightfully so because they look great against a win-now team with Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Backstrom, all the guys. It's cracking now, and you need to trade Marner. I don't know if I even like the first, second, third-line trade. I know it's, you're just spitballing. Yeah, Because no, yeah. the Leafs, after the first line, are filled with those dweebs. I can't look at Kerfoot. I can't look at Mikheyev Campbell fucking soup. He has, like, a commercial <laughs> with a fucking soup. I want to puke. Like, <laughs> score some fucking goals before you're advertised. Like, at least <laughs> Baker Mayfield throws 30 touchdowns, and he gets advertisements. Like... Mikheyev, do something. Kerfoot, do something. The fact that Jason Spezza is the most sought-after player or the most like intimidating player in the series for the Toronto Maple Leafs is embarrassing. It's flat-out embarrassing. I think you need to trade Marner, and I would go for a top-heavy player, but a different sort of player like a Matthew Kachuk and a pick. Because a Matthew that's Kachuk a good, would be a, great, yeah. a perfect fucking player for this team. A perfect player. You and get a Mitch Marner-Wayne Simmons combination who shows up every single shift. Every single shift. He doesn't take one off, and he's been fire in the playoffs. Uh-huh. And before you go, Corey, I just want to talk about, again, like why I need to see Marner traded. And obviously, they could, like, I would pick Marner of the big three, of Tavares and Matthews. Look, pull out your phone right now and go to your whatever app you use for, the, for your scores, ESPN, the score, whatever you use. Go to any other hockey game. Go to a Carolina game. Who's on the scoreboard? Ajo is everywhere. Shvetchnikov is everywhere. Tervainen is everywhere. Go to a Tampa game. 
Kucherov, Hedman, Point, Stamkos, everywhere. Go to a Colorado game. Rantanen, Landeskog, McKinnon. Go to Vegas. Well, Vegas just has a clusterfuck of amazing players. But you'll see Mark Stone. You'll see all these guys. Toronto, like, the goals, the goals that Toronto scored, like, they weren't even the guys. No. It was like Sandine on the power play. Like, until you could... Boston, Pasternak, Marchand, Berger, like... It, and then people are going to be like, oh, well, it's secondary scoring. Well, secondary scoring only matters when you have primary scoring. When you have scoring. primary exactly. scoring. Exactly, yeah. When you have the primary scoring. The primary scoring is not there, then you're in fucking trouble regardless if you have yeah. secondary or fucking whatever else. It's awesome when Sandine scores in a three-all game when Matthews, Marner, and Tavares all have one. It's great when Sandine can score their fourth goal. Yeah. But if Sandine's scoring your only goal, it's, that's not called secondary scoring. That's called no scoring. That's called like... Like your team yeah, stinks. You suck. Yeah. Corey, take the floor. In the NHL playoffs, <laughs> I've been watching religiously, not this year, not last year, for the last 15 years. Every single team that wins across their lineup, whether it's first, second, third line, fourth, deep pairing goalie, everybody takes it a step up. They notch their game to the mm-hmm. next level. That means scorers are fighting. That means playmakers are winning battles and getting aggressive. I heard a podcast the other day of a, it was a Leafs, per, it was called Leafs Nation. And even Andy Petrillo was talking about this on Leafs Lunch. Who's that? Leafs and, Lunch. And, and the argument was every team needs role players and Marner's role is to score. He doesn't need to really bring that physicality. And I think that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Because you look at these teams, you look at like a guy like, I, I don't even want to put Martin and Ovechkin in the same category, but even when Ovechkin was, was losing series, he brought something to the game that was, that, that was different. It was a playoff Ovechkin. He was hitting. He was fighting. He was grinding. He was wi- Marner's game didn't change for me from the season. It, it got worse. It got yeah. worse. It got less physical. But it, it shut down. I'm gonna hold. And 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 I'm so I'm so amazed by Leaf fans and and Leafs analysts who say like role players like everybody there's a role that everybody plays and I I couldn't I, I couldn't disagree like I, it's it's just wrong. Another guy that I love, Jamie Ben. I I, I want to bring him up because I think about a guy. He's he's mad during the season now. He's 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 not putting up points. He's not. He gets to the playoffs. You're like, who is this horse? And where did they get this guy? Yep. He's an animal. That's a guy that you need. And I don't know if Marner has that in him to win a cup for this franchise. Yeah, And you know what and what you said? At least if he was scoring three points a game, a single, goal, whatever it is, at least then I could say, oh, you know what? At least he's on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's not physical. Yes, he's kind of scared of the corner, whatever it is. But at least he's putting up points. It's like James Harden in basketball. You know what? You're not going to play any defense. At least you're going to put up 40. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to play defense, put up 40. If you're not going to do anything else on the rink except for score and assists and goals, at least get your assists and goals. Because I can tell you right now, if Harden started averaging 10 points a game and didn't play defense, he'd get cut. So if Marner's role, in quotes, is to score and facilitate, and they're not scoring and facilitating, why is he on the team? Right. Why are you there? Why are we paying you $12 million? And the problem is, it's like it's like in Batman, like... Die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain? Like, at what point do you have to get rid of this guy before other teams are like, I don't want you? 
I don't want your $12 million contract. You don't show up in the playoffs. What am I going to do with you? So it's like, how long could you try this? How long could you try? Because really you're just showing other teams why they shouldn't make the trade. Why should we not give you what you want for Marner? Because we know that you hate him and you can't win with him. So it gets to a point where you just have to pull the trigger. And it might be ego. It might be whatever it is. But like, there has you have to just look in the mirror and be realistic with your team. Mm-hmm. There's a problem. Yeah, I um, I I don't think time. Like, I, I disagree with that. Actually, I, I don't think it's and it's anything to do with time. That's fine because he's, he's 24. It has nothing to do with time. Yeah, but it's not just age. It's, it's years in the league because age and hockey, matter. age and sport. No, it's deceiving because by 30, this guy has 10 years in the league. By 10 years in the league, you know what you got. Sure, but he, he he's only been in the league for five years. He's still young. You're telling me two, three more bad off seasons. You don't have a painted picture of what Marner is as a guy uh, at 28, maybe. And then at that point, you get less in return. So yeah. we're talking. We're talking. So when I say time, yeah. I'm talking two, three seasons. But, it's over. But my and I've been saying this the whole time. I I don't I don't think it's a blow it up. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. My issue that I've been pointing on is I don't know if he has it. Period. I don't know if it's time. I don't think it's time. But I don't like when people say. They've been in the league for five years, and now they have to. It's now or never. That's that's just false. That's not what I'm saying. That's just false. I'm saying that if you trade him now, you know you're going to get a return. If you wait two or three more years of this type of postseason, that return is significantly less, and you're in a much worse position than you are today. So sometimes you have to trade them earlier than it's you like want to. It's a leap of faith. Right. It's a, it, take the leap of faith. What's that movie from? What's that? What movie is the leap of faith from? I have no idea. It's from. Uh, I think it's from Spider-Man into the Spideyverse. <laughs> it's a leap of yeah, it is. It's, it's a, a leap gr- of faith. That's a great movie. It's a great movie. Take the leap of faith. Sometimes you just there's something rotten in the middle of the team and you just have to figure out how to fix it and sometimes it's not as easy as let's sign Joe Thornton and get rid of um Connor Brown. Sometimes you have to do something more big scale than that. The little things are not good enough potentially. And I think that's where they're at right now. So we all agree that Marner is problematic, right? Oh, there's a goal. What, what a goal. goal. Oh, what, what a goal. goal. <laughs> Adam Lowry shorthanded. Shorthanded, wow. too. Wow. Very I nice. love the feedback we get about <laughs> the live recording sessions. Yeah, it's fun because like, people are gonna because people are watching this game, and when they hear us react, they're going to remember these parts yeah. of the game. Very nice goal. R- wait, wait a second. Who the hell's watching this game? <laughs> Playoff hockey, bro. You watch Abs. all this shit. I do because I'm, I'm a nerd, but. The average person isn't turning on Jets tabs. I'll tell you that for free. Jets are my team. My pick. Who is that? Who's 32? Adam Lowry. Yeah, Gustafson. He's played He yeah, played six minutes. Now. I thought he was... Last time I saw him, he what was the lightweight move. champion of the world. So, around the clock, we know that Marner's problematic. We've all voiced our opinions, different thoughts on it, but Mar- Marner's problematic. The coaching staff is problematic. It's time to get rid of Keith Dubas as well. Um, oh, you say can't get everybody. Yeah, yeah, everyone. Manny Malhotra. So, so of Hold my on, three, do you know who Manny Malhotra is? No. I've heard, I've heard yeah, the name. Okay, so Manny Malhotra runs their power play. I am a diehard Canucks fan. I watched Manny Malhotra play on the team for five plus years. He never he's a played player. one. He he's like a third, fourth line. He I never played he one asshole. minute on the power play. <laughs> I know Manny Malhotra is. How asshole. many eyes does he have? How many eyes? Yeah. Well, it must be one because you're <laughs> saying like you don't have two, and there's yeah. no three. There's no third what are you, option. Some, like zombie yeah. or something. Like <laughs> there's no third option. <laughs> uh, total legend though. He's incredible in the face of. He always had Anyways. a black eye. So, is there any? I, I want to go around the clock because crayfish. I I thought you made a really good point around Matthew Kachuk. Um, is there any acquisition that? You and by want the way, Calgary see? won't do that. Calgary Probably would not. not even go near that because they already have a Marner. 
I have two questions around the clock. One, is there any acquisition that you would like to see that you think would have an impact on this team? And two, one thing that we need to discuss is what do they do about their goalie situation going into next year? Because that is a huge question mark, very unknown. Um, so I want to go around the clock and get your thoughts. I'm going to go number two first because I just saw this recently on Overdrive. Jack Campbell's under contract next year for less than $2 million. So that's your answer right there because they're going to keep Jack Campbell with that number uh, on the books for sure. They're not going to you know, sign some other goalie for 2x the price when Campbell went 17-3-3 like you said or whatever it was. I think Campbell stays put as the starter. Freddie goes wherever. It's Buffalo, whatever. Um, your first question. A transaction that can really spark this team. I do think like a Matthew Kachuk type of player where he brings you 30 goals. He brings you the grit, regular season, playoffs, just a different vibe to the dressing room, a different vibe to the team. Like, like he wants to like bite people's faces off, like Marshawn, like kissing people, like in the playoffs, like who did you bring up before? That's just like Ovechkin fighting Jamie and Jamie Ben just doing whatever it takes to win. Like Brad Marshawn's like in the scrums post whistle, like making out with players, like just doing whatever it takes to get in their head. I think you need one of those like antagonists like that. And off the top of my head, I, I other than Matthew Kachuk, I can't think of many, but like just a sort of player like that. But the goaltending situation, I think, stays put, which is, I think, a good thing. I think he played very well. I think, again, yeah, like I have to agree with the goalie situation because of the contract and because of how good Campbell looked in the playoffs, even though they lost. Like mm-hmm. the guy looked like a stud. I actually think Freddie Anderson goes to Edmonton. That would be big. I yeah. think I think it just makes so much sense, and I think they're going to get him for not as much money as he would have commanded, obviously, last year or two years ago. Okay. Um, yes, Craig, I think either Kachuk would really be, like, ideal for them because I like the one on Ottawa yeah, as well. Yeah, I just heard Brady's that Ottawa's in talks for, like, a 10-year deal, so they're, right? they're probably signing him. Um, just some other – Just I'm, I'm not going to name guys that I think would ever get traded, but guys that I think Toronto would just benefit so much from. One of my favorite players, the defenseman on Ottawa, a Shabbat. guy like Shabbat, just like a, a real good defenseman who could also score, I think, but, but defenseman first. I think before they trade Shabbat, they'd hang the owner. Like, no, I no, think, of course. I think no, he's untradeable. Would, I think the owner would be hung before Shabbat he's leaves. totally untradeable. Yeah. But uh, the type of guy that I think, because... Oh, so Seth Jones is on the market, isn't he? Yeah. So, you so say, I need to jump in because you just took, took the words out of my mouth because I, I want to hear something realistic, someone that's okay. actually in the market. But okay. how is that realistic? Seth Jones with the contract situation. So with the price that we're paying, Seth Jones is only is realistic because he he's in the market. He's yeah, in the I'm market. saying he, the cap space you have to give up. There's there's your answer. Yeah. I mean, you, you have yeah. a ten million dollar contract with Marner that yeah. you can potentially work around if if you have good management. Yeah, um, you can figure out a way to trade that for something like picks or something like you know low value players. Seth Jones to me is a guy I can see changing this franchise. So the top five defense guy change. And it's such a stupid comment for me to say because he would change any franchise. But specifically, the Leafs have missed this piece. A guy who can he, they have they haven't had this since I've remember since Thomas Caberlain, Brian McCabe, a guy who can truly play twenty six minutes a night in any situation and number one defenseman. Very hard to find, almost impossible to find. Yeah. But I can't believe that this is a guy who's on the market. This guy is this is a guy who should sign a fifteen year deal. And nobody should ever talk about him leaving again. Yeah, I love it. I just don't think defenseman's the answer. No, I don't think it's the and answer. And to go along with Craig, I want to. I think I, I, I really made. I made it made sense in my head, so I'm gonna say it. The reason why a Kachuk type player is so important to this team is because Tavares has no personality on the ice, from what I've seen. He's a quieter guy. He gets the job done, but he's not 
there's no scrumming there's no scrum there's no hitting there's nothing like that Austin Matthews, although we all think it's hilarious when he's giggling and smiling, oh my, I wanted to knock him out there. He's not in a great. He's he he's not hitting people. He's not going out of his way to start any. He, he, I think I was the only one that hated that. Him and Tavares, although Matthews is so cool and Tavares is so not cool, they're very similar in terms of their demeanor on the ice. They're there to play hockey and they're there to go play hockey and go home. There's no there's no extracurriculars. <laughs> yeah, I think that's perfectly. There's sad. no extracurriculars. Yeah. Yes, one's play cool and one's go. a dork. They're <laughs> yeah. there to show up, score some goals. And go Tavares home. plays hockey, goes home Tavares, to his family. Matthew plays bro, hockey, goes so to fuck. Out of my mouth. <laughs> Tavares goes home to his kids, and Matthew goes to the locker room for like a blowjob. Like that's that's what they're showing up for, and I respect it. But now, if you're gonna get rid of a guy of Marner's talent, it has to be a guy personality-wise who's different but compliment. So a compliment. So somebody that they're gonna get along with. Mm-hmm. Their games compliment each other. But you need a shit disturber. But you need a talented shit to serve. Not like a cadre, like decapitating people, mm. starting shit. You need like a real top 20 player who just like wants it more. Before you said top 20, I thought I was going to say Leaf fans would say, oh, yeah, we have Zach Hyman. He's, yeah. He, like, he's that type of player. We haven't even talked about I'm Hyman a better. Once. I haven't played player in hockey in 20 years, and I think I'm a better <laughs> stick handler than Zach Hyman. <laughs> and again, Hyman's a great guy to have on your team. But I want to go. It's the foundation, in my opinion, that needs a shakeup. Mm-hmm. And Hyman... As much as we like him, yes, he's getting better. Yes, he's Jewish and from Toronto. It's awesome. It's the foundation, which means it's one of those four guys, and I've already ruled out Nylander and Matthews and Tavares. That leaves Marner Mm -hmm. because I've ruled them out. So, Corey, I just want to come up to Seth Jones again. So you think Seth Jones, I agree that he's a top-five defenseman in the NHL, that 30-minute night guy that you can put up against anybody. So you think that would change? I understand the culture of this team because they're addressing something different that they usually do. But I don't think a Seth Jones would have won that series. I disagree. Yeah. Okay. And we talk about the tangibles. We talk about everything that Ke- that uh, Keith did, everything that Dubis did. That's the one thing that's been missing. And I, I don't. Bl- I didn't bring it up before because y- they're they're hard to find. You you can't just like. That's a guy who you draft. Like the fact that a guy like Petrangelo left. The fact that a guy like Shea Weber ever left in his prime. Like these are these are guys that like you hold on to and, and never let go. Um, like, so Bitcoin. Like, big, yeah, like Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin. Yeah, I love that. You hold on, it goes up, I it goes down. You never let I love go. that. And you ride the wave and you yeah. fucking hold on. The one thing that the Leafs... Have they been missing a, a Rocket Richard winner? No. Have they been missing top five uh, playmaker? No. Have they been missing goaltending this year? No. Have they been missing depth? No. Have they been missing a veteran presence? No. What have they been missing? They've never had that guy. That number one guy. He's your number one penalty killer. He's your number one power play guy. Plays every situation. He's a number one defenseman. You look at these teams who have won the cup in the past couple of years. Pittsburgh, Latang, he was their guy for three years. Doughty in LA, he was there. Duncan Keith, he was your guy in Chicago. Hedman. Hedman, he was your guy. Petrangelo, he was your guy in St. Louis. Every single team across the board who has won a cup yeah. has what a guy. Goal. Nick Suzuki's going to be great. And yeah, it's just. He's good. He looks good. That was a really nice goal. Anyways, that, that's, that's my analysis. I do want to get to the Habs because. Really quick, because I want to give you another agree- thing I agree with. Hmm. I talk about it during football season when you guys come with like notes and notes and pages of like statistics. I'm all eye test, and I think that kind of goes along. Yeah, he undressed oh Hellebuck. He undressed him. Oh my god! I am all about eye test. I'm all about intangibles. Wow, which is boy. why I really like what you're saying because it gets to a point where the papers could say what it wants. You could look at this team and see that they have problems. Mm-hmm. So yes, I totally agree. I think Seth Jones would obviously be an awesome addition, but. I don't know if it's the best addition for this team, mm-hmm. 
But yes, obviously a guy like that is going to shake things up serious, like big time. Yeah, I, yeah, for, for sure. sure. Oh, it's definitely a culture for change. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially if you switch out Keith as like, well. Like, like to me, like Riley's not that guy. Like, no, I, he's, he's not. They he, think he's that guy. I was that's the problem. problem. That's I was very, very, very disappointed in his play in this series. He, and it's not talked about that much. I thought lack, he stunk. lack thereof. I thought he <laughs> yeah. stunk in this series. He did. I, I didn't hear his name. I thought Brody was the Brody was good. Muzzin was the standout until he got hurt. Muzzin played well. Muzzin was great. That was the biggest. That's a bigger loss than Tavares. Yeah, Muzzin was great. Yeah, Muzzin was good. But, I mean, um, two fluky goals, but he was great defensively. Defensively, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's spend two minutes on this because I know no one cares other than our number one fan, girl Lafleur. Shout out. Honest, like big that. shout out. She supports us. You're gonna love. She really likes. You us. don't understand how much she's gonna love this. She really likes. Uh, us. Shout out, girl Lafleur. The Habs won. Um, let's talk about them for two minutes here, because did they impress you, or was this a was this a Leafs? I'll tell you what breakdown, me. or was this a Habs plan that no, executed? Oh. I'll tell you what impressed me. They just scored again. She's probably going to I think they nuts. called it off. Yeah, no, called it off. I'll Go tell you what did impress me. The performance of Montreal's young guys on a stage against a team like this. Although, yes, they had nothing to lose. That's exactly it. And yeah. yes, whatever. The fact that a guy like Kotkaniemi shows up and, and has the presence on the ice that he thinks he's the best player on the ice, which is something I noticed with him, which is why I like him, because he plays like he's the best player. I think that's a huge, huge win for Montreal that their young guys showed up in a series like this against veteran guys like like Tavares and then obviously the actual veterans. But guys that have experience, it's their first time here, well, other than last year, mm-hmm. whatever. I was really impressed with the young guys. And obviously, Carey Price, first ballot Hall of Famer, like absolute animal. I... He, I can't even talk about him. He's so good. Like, there's a poker analogy where it's like you need a chip in a chair in playoff hockey. If you have a hot goaltender, you can go. Oh my God. You can go wherever he takes you. And like, I think he played. Yeah, Matthews and Marner were off, but they still had like, like Matthews had a couple chances yeah. in the slot game seven. Like, remember that robbery on Marner, the cross. Yeah, the cross crease blocker save on in game two or three, mm. whatever it was. Like, he stole that series, even if it went seven games. Oh my I God. Think he was Let me ask you an honest question. Fantastic. Mm. You're up by two with ten minutes left in a playoff game. Is there mm. a goalie in the league right now you'd rather have than Carey Price? Vasilevsky. Okay, other yeah, than Vasilevsky? No. Yeah, Carey Price too. Are, Isn't that yeah. unbelievable? And yeah. he didn't have a great season, to my knowledge. He was, he was injured, yeah. But, like, hurt. the last few years, he's been he has been down with injury. Um, Carey Price is, is currently the, the best goalie, like, in terms of his career. Skill-wise, right now, Vasilevsky is, like, is but like you'd say in, a, in a league of his He's own. second there. For sure. In 100%. the playoffs. 100%. Isn't yeah. that unbelievable? It's amazing. He, he He's – what a – I'm sad for this guy that he he like he deserves a he deserves a cup. Yeah. It's like a long fist type story. And, like, and, but and like, and like think about the spark that play gives the young guys at Caulfield yeah. and Suzuki and Kakanyemi. Like, I think Gallagher said it after the series. Like, having Carey Price lets us take that extra step that we shouldn't normally take. In other words, right. like, oh, if this is a little risky, but it right. could have a high reward in terms of a two on one or a scoring chance, we're gonna take that because we know we have like a literal brick wall in that. Right. Like, they have so much faith in Carey Price, as they should. The coaching staff does, too. Like, we don't see any, like, Robert and Leonard, like, Leonard bullshit like that Vegas did with Flurry. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, he, he can totally steal the series as he did. And I think that they are in good hands for the future with the young kids. But as of now, yeah. I they are winning now, but I think Winnipeg will win this series. Me, too. Um, just a deeper team. But like, it's all about the grit. Oh, was that sh- oh, I thought that went right that in. That was disgusting. As um, we're talking about this, I think <laughs> Carey legitimately just made the, the yeah. save of the, of, of the playoffs. <laughs> Swatted it out of what? the air. That was insane. Okay. 
I so, agree. Yeah. There's one other thing I'm dying to mention because um, am I a homer? Did I play defense my whole life? Yes. But do I truly <laughs> believe that like defensemen win series in hockey games? Yes. <laughs> Can we just discuss Shea Weber for a sec? Yeah. Like no one, people are forgetting about this guy quickly. He played 37 minutes when they went to double. Like this guy is a horse. He played. They played. They ran 4D the whole series. Yeah. People are thinking, oh, Shea Weber, he's done. He's old. He was dominant. He was unbelievable. Sure, Phil Deneau did something. Weber and and, and Ben Sherrett were unbelievable. Yeah, Sherrett was good. Unbelievable. Yeah. Deneau does Chariot. deserve a shout-out, though. I don't know. Deneau does deserve a shout-out. But like, the, the more we talk about it, the more I'm honestly, like, very impressed with h- how mature Montreal looked in the series. Yeah. It's really – I'm really impressed. Yeah. I think once they came over the fact that, oh, my God, we can play with these guys. Yeah. They were – you know, it was like a new team. Yeah. Here's a two-on-one. Here's a here's a short-handed I'll commentate two-on-one. It. Jake Evans. Sure shot. Oh, mm. hell of a buck with a glove. And save. that's why you stick to podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, was that, that was I, it took me a forever to like see who it was. That was a little choppy. Uh, you sound like Booger <laughs> McFarlane on Monday nights. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the worst fucking uh, thing you could say. That was Dude, really choppy. There was nothing. Oh there was <laughs> it took me forever to see uh, who it was. Geez. Obviously, it had to be a number I didn't know. There was like there was nothing like turning on Monday save. Night Football. Oh, Holy another shit. blocker save, man. And seeing Booger McFarlane is like robo blocks on the side of the... <laughs> and like the sliding the chair like, that like old people have in their house. Yeah. To go up the stairs, the yeah. acorn, the air co- acorn stair li- chair lift. Booger yeah. predictions. I really think Casey's gonna be Jacksonville tonight. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, I'll Booger. take the twenty-five point favorite money line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Kreerup teasing a twenty-five yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Chiefs. I know they're minus seven and a half. I'm gonna change it to two and a half. <laughs> Safest pick of the weekend. Twenty-seven fourteen. Uh, <laughs> no, um, we have a couple minutes here. Um, let's stop talking Leafs for a second. Talk other series like predictions like who's gonna win what's new i have to talk changed? about can i talk about something for like a minute yeah different sport okay just tell me it's Kyrie's logo stomp it's it was gonna be oh, a whole it was gonna be a whole no it wasn't it was Hi. gonna be a whole celtics little rant first of all oh. Kyrie irving you are a scumbag and i hate you you're tacky and i hate you <laughs> you're tacky and i hate you no, but honestly, what I want to talk about is... I, I, I'm, I'm upset that the guy only threw a water bottle at him. Me too. Me too. I would have thrown like a beehive at him. Oh, yeah. Like, so a, re- <laughs> like a red shell from Mario Kart. <laughs> but what I wanted to talk about was, I mean, huge news out of Boston today. Danny Ainge has stepped down as the GM of the Celtics. And more shocking, I think, to most people, Brad Stevens is no longer the head coach, but he is now the president of... Of all things basketball. You were like half hour late to the news. I had to call you out. It's not that I was a half hour late. It's that I was in a Zoom meeting when it was happening. I saw it happening. I just couldn't react. So Zoom meeting is greater than sign Celtics. Like. Max isn't a Celtics. I don't fan. think he's a fan. Okay. Not at all. Here's my take he on the whole He told me he didn't watch. He wasn't watching playoffs. Here's my fit. I watched every minute of the playoffs. Here is my take. Okay. You have 30 seconds because nobody cares about this. 30 seconds to a minute. <laughs> Danny Ainge. Thanks uh, for coming. And thanks for leaving. You got us Tatum and Jalen Brown. I'm forever grateful. But honestly, you butchered everything else. Mm. And I'll always love you. And I'll always hate you. And don't let the door hit you on the way out. Brad Stevens, I'm so happy for you. Because I don't want you to go. And I think if this wasn't the move, I'm scared you would have been. I don't think you were the coach coming up this season. Mm -hmm. And I'm really happy they found a place for you. Because I think you are a Celtic. And you're going to do a great job. I'm really nervous to see who the head coach hire is because right now I'm seeing Jason Kidd and the guy that used to be the Atlanta Hawks coach. That's not for me. That's not for me. So I am concerned, but excited. 
I think brighter days ahead. I need to see Kemba off the team this season. Okay, what so would you guys like to talk about? Uh, nothing we'll about just not nothing talking. related to We're what just, you just said. I think um, NBA is just <laughs> abolished from this podcast. <laughs> I do want to say one thing. Yeah. Um, my only thing about NBA because we've been on. I the just theme. said it's abolished. We we've been <laughs> we've been on the theme of. of you shall not. Pass. I wait, is, am I speaking Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> we we've been on the theme of like unbelievable players having shit teams like McDavid and Matthews and like whatever. Yeah. Damian Lillard. Yeah. Should should single-handedly sue the city of Portland <laughs> for <laughs> for what they have done to this guy. I saw a tweet. They said that was the best playoff performance period ever by a player who didn't win a game. It was insane. It was the yeah. best playoff performance ever in any sport by a player who did not win the game. Didn't yeah. Jordan, like in the last dance, he put up like 65 and lost? And it wasn't comparable to this. I don't yeah. know. His this was this was like a different. The step back. I said to I said oh to my, my buddy when the announcer went nuts. The not only that, but like I'm not good at basketball. But yeah. I said if I did that step back move, the ball would be in like the third row. Like yeah, I wouldn't even come remotely. Like that that shot is so different. And I would have snapped my fibia in half <laughs> <laughs> on the landing. I don't know how he stayed balanced. My leg would have snapped clean in half. Yeah. He's unbelievable. <laughs> He's unbelievable. Oh my god! Holy I can't shit. believe they lost. Yeah. <laughs> And and then the Joker is just like ugh. I saw some dig had a hundred k in Portland. That's oh my gone. god! Ugh. Um, basketball. I I don't. No, no we're, we're done. We're I, done. I, I no, it's abolished. Yeah. It's my team. Big news came today. I had to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I do have to plug one thing. Um, the Colorado Avalanche look like they legitimately could go sixteen and zero, and win a cup. Like yeah, I have, I haven't seen dominance like this in a in since yeah. the two thousand twelve LA Kings. Yeah, I haven't seen. This. I s- I told you before the recording. I uh, I read an article about like analytics in hockey, and some guy did this whole like model and said that Colorado turned out to be the best analytically proven hockey team since 1990 or 1991, which is like what is that 20 years? That's 30 years. That's 30 years, three decades. Look at you, you little so mathematician. Oh so like. Jeez. If they go 16 or like double degree Waterloo. <laughs> yeah, that was quick. Math, uh, flung though. calculus twice. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so yeah, Flunk. um, I have a they're really update. fucking good. I have a huge update for Telters. This What's is actually update? an update. It's massive, and we haven't told them yet. Let's hear it. First ever morning tilt retreat. Is this? Oh weekend. yeah. Oh my god. And um, we just feel like we need time away from the mic. <laughs> 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 we need. <laughs> we just we just feel like we need time away from the mic. We need time to to just connect and um, talk business strategy. Um, I do want to ask. We have a lot. We have a lot happening behind <laughs> the scenes, and I know we're gonna wait to tell them, but we have a couple hires coming up. Oh, I thought you meant about the weekend because I was gonna <laughs> say they're never gonna find out about anything we're doing this weekend. <laughs> like I thought you meant behind the scenes this I'm weekend. Talking about the business. Oh the yeah, business. okay. <laughs> um, we're in talks with a developer right now, as well as a, a full-time editor. So um, you will be seeing us on the camera soon. So that was what I was getting to. So yeah, full-time editor and developer as well. Um, we are also bringing in a videographer, um, and uh, we're investing in resources. We're doing a family and friends round soon. Yep. Um, and <laughs> seed A. <laughs> a, a pre-seed. Um, it's going to be fantastic. Can I start it this time? Twitter. TikTok. Instagram. Own it. Snapchat. Chingawinya. <laughs> All the Chinese apps. We're there. We're there. We love you. (laughs) And we'll be back next week. Later.